What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman, an iHeartRadio podcast. Okay, so last week we promised you guys, well not promise, but we said we might have a special extra episode of One Tree Hill on Wind Down. And so that's what we're going to do. We are at the convention center right now and... Um, another on location. This another time, on location. Not in our hotel room, yes. but actually at the convention center. And um, you know, we figured we'd be able to give you two um, two awesome shows with some, you know, some of the awesome casts that are here. And um, I'm not sure who's going to pop in. To be completely honest we with don't you guys, know. Um, but I I know some. You know, obviously Rob's here. Um, Lee. Rob Buckley, Lee Norris is here. Um, Coletti, Stephen Cletty, James, James Lafferty. So Chad. I. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I kind of keep going in and out of the room, being like, "Does anybody want to be on wind down?" <laughs> so, hopefully, we'll be able to get um, some some good folks in here for you. Um, so, stay tuned. But first, let's take a break. So excited! Robert Buckley is sitting down with us. Yay! Yes. Okay, so Rob, we were part of the new the new group. Um, yeah. The, the new clan that came in. You, me, and Chantel. Um, was it hard for you to come in with the expectation of kind of a new show and with Chad and everyone leaving or yes, how was it for you? Coming yes, in? because I, I hadn't seen a single episode of the show before I auditioned. Yeah. You, yeah. Mm-mm. And then, uh, I think like once it got close to the end of getting the job, I think I, you know, I educated myself and I watched a couple episodes, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't until after I got the job that I properly did my homework 
and then actually learned about the show like in the following the fan following uh-huh. and realized like oh this is a very big deal to a lot of people and then the the simple math of I, I, I thought you had been there. I forgot that you came in there because no, it, us the, three came at the same. I mean, you guys came. I think you were a week earlier than I than I shot. But yeah, mm-hmm. us three were the new cast. Yeah, I just remember my brain went okay. Um, two things left and two things entered. So <laughs> if this goes off the rails in any way this season, yeah. I'm at least fifty percent to blame. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I was. Ter- Terrified about yeah. it, you know, and also like you know, how it is with like fa- I didn't want to be the Jar Jar Binks of One Tree Hill. Sure, I didn't want to show up and have fans be like, ah. especially I'm like following in Chad's footsteps, right? Or be like, he's not Chad, but it's like, but you weren't trying to replace Chad, but in a way, you had the expectation of replacing like the the good looking dude, and yeah, it was, you know? <laughs> and just was like, okay, I hope I hope they like this guy, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, what, what was what was your first impression like when you started watching the show? Did you have like any big takeaways? I think for me, because I mean, honestly, he had never seen an episode either. And so I was like, well, I hadn't started. I probably watched a few episodes before. I didn't watch the entire thing because there's so many episodes. But I watched a few of the final seasons, um, just a few episodes just to see. But I was worried because, you know, I was with Sophia and Joy. It's just, you know, big, big characters, big personalities. I, I was kind of worried coming in. But I mean, I feel like it, you know, it it was good. It was just, I think it's hard to come in on a show when you're at the very end and everyone's already formed their yeah. connections. Yeah. So you're kind of just like, wait, okay, wait, who doesn't like, you know, it's like, okay, you're trying to like figure it out. Um, so it's convenient that we have Rob on first because I, like Janice said, I've never seen an episode. So on the plane here, I was like, all right, I need to see what my wife's all about on the show. And it was season seven that came on. So I'm seeing both of you guys are like my first impression of One Tree Hill right here. Was like, the scene was the, was where she licked the side of my face at the bar? Uh, that was one of them. Yeah. She, no, she, uh, she, you took a shot. She ate a lime and then kissed you and then walked away. We kissed? I didn't remember what we yeah. kissed. Did we make out? No, you didn't make out. Oh. You just kissed him. I was him. like, I don't or remember no, that. He took a shot and you kissed his lips to get the alcohol from his mouth. Oh. To like uh-huh. taste it because uh-huh. you're a little addict over there. I just remember, didn't you like lick my face or my neck? I think neck? I remember licking Probably part that. of your body. I don't remember what part. I'm sorry. I mean, honey. let's dive in. Let's talk <laughs> racy, about it more. Uh, racy times on what Tree was, Hill. What was the your favorite scene you ever filmed? There was a scene in either season eight or nine where we're in the hospital. Someone's in the hospital. So it's myself, Chantel, Soph, and I think Jackson. And there's a saltine cracker eating contest. It's a real thing. It's like, it's the saltine challenge. We try to eat six crackers in a minute. (laughs) And um, I'm competitive and just in real life anyways, but especially when you bring food into it, that really ups the ante for me. The stakes get high. So I was like, I looked at Chantel and was like, let's, I'm going to go for this. Let's do this. Let's do it on camera. Mm -hmm. So every take, that was me. F- that wasn't acting. That was me for real trying to get six down. And it, it's hard. It's impossible. It's, you know, like, number one, you're like, this is going to be so easy. And two, you're like, God, crackers are delicious. Right. And three, you're like, hmm, getting kind of dry. <laughs> and by four, you're it's like, this was, a, this was a fool's errand. <laughs> <laughs> this was a terrible idea. No, no turning back. Yeah. Well, I love you. I know you have to go, but thanks for stopping in and just saying, hey, anything you want to, you know, promote, swipe up, anything on the... For the listeners. Next time you have me back on, I'm going to say that really profound thing, and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you all about uh, my new pyramid scheme I'm working on. Perfect. Oh, really? I feel like it would be perfect for you guys and all of your listeners. We're in. Well, How if much? you have another second when you come back, let me let us know. Let's okay. do a trilogy today. Okay. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be fun. One, two, and three. Okay. Okay. All right, go sign. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, Rob. <laughs>
there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Lee Norris. Hey guys. Hey Lee. How are we recording? How's it? Oh. Oh, yay. 
I'm right. always on. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm always prepared. Hey, yo. A child actor. I came out of the womb right now. Yeah. No, I mean, well, let's start <laughs> with that. When did? You, how old were you when you started acting? Uh, yeah, I did my first show, The Torkelsons, when I was nine. Yeah, I was nine years old. Any, um, well, how did your parents know, first of all, that, or did you say, I wanted to get I into did, acting? I did, yeah. Okay. So I used to watch The Cosby Show um, <laughs> back before we found out all the bad things <laughs> okay. that were happening. Um, but when I was little, that was like, you know, all those kids were on that show, and yeah. I was like, I want to do that. And my parents are like, you do? And they were like, but you live in North Carolina. That could be a problem. Uh-huh. So I just did like children's theater was like the only thing, you know, that could get me involved in. But I loved it, and... Um, then when I got a little older, I had a crush on this girl who was doing a play and she told me about an agent that lived nearby. And so I was like wheeling and dealing, like, <laughs> and nine making years connections. Old, yeah. At, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you got time um, for a coffee? Let's do this. Let's do it. Yeah. Old. Mom, drop me off. Exactly. Um, so I kind of dragged them into it. It wasn't the other way around, which I'm super happy about because you see, you know, all those kid actors whose parents it's, like, yeah, kind of mm-hmm. steered them. So do you have any regrets um, doing that at such a young age or no? Um, I mean, you know, it's like anything else. There's things that were awesome about it. I mean, I mean, you've I, been working your whole life. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, to look back on the people that I, like I, I met, um, we were airing the same time as the golden girls were. So I wow. met like Betty White was like <gasps> my grandma for like a day. You know what I mean? It was like really cool things that, you know, as a kid, you're just like, this is incredible. But then, you know, you miss out on some things too. Um, and obviously just getting used to, you know, being people knowing you as a kid is something to process. Um, But, you know, I just lucked out because I had great parents that sort of were like, don't let this go to your head or whatever. And they put, every time I wasn't working, I went back to public school. And so any kind of ego or whatever was immediately (laughs) checked. Taken away from Yeah, because (laughs) then I'm back in public school and I'm shorter than everybody else. And it's like- Back into the prison yard. Exactly. Eat your lunch. So, you know, it worked out. How, but yeah. how was that transition when, whether it was public school, you, you, you and I were talking about like you went to Wake Forest, yeah. you went to college, yeah, yeah. like how was that handling that when you're back into that just everyday life, yeah. knowing what you've done or people recognizing you for what you've done? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it was just when I went back, I knew that I couldn't get away with anything because my friends who knew me before I ever did any TV were just like, if I changed at all, they would have just been like, Called, who are you? What's right, for, you know? Right. So it just kind of... um it wasn't too bad. And, you know, th- that's a great thing, too, about school is it's kind of an equalizer. You know, you mm-hmm. still got to study for that test. You got to do whatever. And so it's just like a, you know, a normal kid. So I'm really lucky that I kind of got to, like, work as a kid, but also have school and kind of, you know, I wasn't just, like, plopped in a star trailer for most of my childhood. And now you're <laughs> a parent. You and now I'm a parent, an, yeah. 18-month-old? 16 months. 16 months yeah, old. I yeah. mean, so now, I mean... Does is work? Because um, for me, like when I had kids, I was like, "Oh wow, my purpose has completely changed." Yes, for sure. And I wake up and I'm like, "Okay, like I'm doing this for my. I, I have to support the family." Right, and right. what has it been for you having um, having a new baby now? Uh, it's just, I mean, you know, it changes you in a way that you're not. You always hear people say that, right? Uh, that are parents, but you know, until it happens to you, like you just don't know. But I think for me, it's just given me so much more purpose I think is the best word you know and it's like if I don't as you know in this industry it's like sometimes I feel like I'm chasing purpose it's like if I'm not working like mm-hmm. what am I what's my next gig yeah. what's my next job am, or I, whatever. am I good enough exactly yeah. yeah but then when you are a parent you're that you know that thing becomes your being and what everything is about so it doesn't it's not about you anymore, you know, and in a way that's kind of freeing for me and great because I, I love him so much and I'm excited to just take care of him and 
um, you know, obviously you want to provide for them and make sure they're, you know, taken care of. Um, so that comes into play, but it's just been kind of, kind of a peaceful thing in a lot of ways. That does have to be fulfilling, um, you know, coming from like y'all's industry and always getting the door shut in your face until you finally find that one that opens, right. To, to now have a child where you are the most important person in their life every single day, like you're good enough every day, right. To have that feeling. And so how's it for you guys, Jana and Lee, to be back like with this cast, right? Where all these people who like watched you and they probably still look at you as these young characters in high school and going through what they've gone through. Do you guys still look at each other a little bit in that way to be like, man, Lee actually has a kid. Man, Jana has two <laughs> kids. Man, so, you know, Chad has kids. Dude, is it, I love it, that we all have kids now. It's so fun. I, like, how is that? Is yeah. it is part of you kind of still look at each other through that lens? Of, well, like, I mean, I when? wasn't in. So, like, he grew up. He's on, obviously was on the show from, like, day one. So, um, you know, I wasn't in the high school days. I came mm-hmm. Hi, I'm your wife, and I came three, uh, the last three. <laughs> I know no, that, no, but no. I'm, you're still young. No, no, I understand. Um, I, I think it's just cool, again, to be here, like, knowing that you have a kid, and, and Brett's in there. Like, I've known Brett, even though we weren't on the same season, but, like, he's got a kid now, and I think it's, you know, again, I don't know Hillary, but I think it's, everyone's just kind of grown up, and, you know, it's crazy, um, and I think I could speak on this, too, but, like, Chantel and I weren't really close when we were filming, but now we're we're so close because it's just one of those things where you grow up right. and you learn and you learn more about yourself and you're like the 20 year old version of me I don't know if I would have been friends with yeah. you know so I think you know when you kind of grow up and you start to really respect people's evolution and I yeah. think you become I don't know like it's just it's even more of a um a, a kismet, kismet thing a what thing kismet is that the word <laughs> kismet it is <laughs> it is now anyways it's more of just a I don't know it just it feels it feels good yeah for sure for me at least I love it. I think it's great. I think and we're we're always going to have this like shared experience, right, of that mm-hmm. time. Um and so I think it's whenever like this is the first time I've seen you since we've yeah, finished or whatever. And so it's like and I like we had so much fun together and yeah. now I feel like we're picking up where we left off, but also we're like these matured people who have kids and we have things that we can bond over now that mm-hmm. we didn't then and yeah. that's great. And like we'll always have that and like I'm you know, even though things have come out about our show that obviously weren't great at the time too. And so there's all this kind of backstory, but we went through that period together. We survived it. And I think we'll sort of, you know, always be tied to that. For Um, sure. Absolutely. I kind of hate that. It kind of went down on that note though. In a way. I didn't like, I, you know, it's just, that's kind of bummed me out, but I don't want to get too into that. But have you talked to Millie? I Millie. Sh- <laughs> call him Millie. Lisa Goldstein. Lisa, yes, the I know. I t- you know, we text occasionally. Mm-hmm. She's got two kids and a couple of kids and she's awesome. But I haven't seen her in a while and I'd love to because she's, she's you know, so she's sweet. such a good person, talented actress. And uh, she's a great mom. I know. So did you think the show was going to be what it was? No, no, definitely not. No, really? No, because, you know, and that was, you know, coming. I, I was in the pilot from the very beginning and we, as I'm sure you've probably heard thought we were going to get canceled a lot of times and we just kept sort of hanging on by the wire and um you know credit to our creative team they kept they they really took advantage of social media which was coming on at the time you know facebook and all of that were sort of taking off and um they really utilized it and smart things like the musical tie-ins and all yeah. of that so they kind of found ways to market it and keep us coming back um but no i mean it t- by i was telling michael this yesterday it ended up taking 10 years of 
<laughs> 10 years of my life. And when I first got on the show, I thought I was in college and I thought I was going to go to law school and become a lawyer. And you were definitely not a lawyer. Right no, now. I'm definitely not. <laughs> and I'm so glad that I didn't end up doing that. Um, but, you know, I had no I was like, well, I booked this show and I was like, we'll see what happens. Because, you know, you never know if a show is going to go or it's going to be canned. And so I was like, well, who knows what will happen? And then 10 years later, I'm 30 and I started it That's when I was nuts. 20. Wow. I spent my entire time, you know, that entire time on the show, but I met my wife and, you know, lots of wonderful things happened, but um, you, quite, a, quite a ride. In yeah. all those seasons and episodes, do you have anything that sticks out for you in your history of something favorite, like a day that you just really enjoyed or something filming that you just truly enjoyed? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, especially because there's been people that were in and out, you know, but I think my favorite times when I think about people are always like, is there one scene or whatever? And there's not like a particular thing. I think it's just any of those times that you got all of us together shooting like late night in Park City. Yeah. Park like, City was amazing. When we like whenever we traveled. Like that was yeah, fun. Like yeah. we were like, we, I think, I feel like we all genuinely had yes. a really good time out in the It felt like camp day. and yeah. like, so just anytime you got us all together and it was late at night and we were loopy and just being silly (laughs) you know you're kind of like growing up with those people and those are kind of the moments that i sort of gravitate back to towards you know yeah and then you're going to be in a tom hanks movie when is that coming out Uh, i think it's coming out in may it's called greyhound Greyhound. it's a world war ii movie i have a small part but yeah tom hanks don't don't diminish it why did you do that well it's 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 a it's you're in a tom hanks movie i don't want people to go and be like it's lee norris and tom hanks the whole no it's not but you're in a tom hanks movie it's awesome and like you said he was uh amazing he is, yeah. He's just as like, you know, I think I was telling you, mm-hmm. you're sometimes you're scared to meet your heroes, right? Because yeah. like, mm-hmm. what if they let you down? But he was, he did not at all. He's like super professional and obviously talented. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was kind of one of those, I'm like standing there, you know, with him like five feet away in a scene and there's moments where I'm just like, basically pinching myself like mm. this is happening this is crazy i love that yeah um really well cool. i love you and you've always just been you. so sweet thank and you. kind and so thank you for coming on wind down and just for being awesome and you know we're always here to support you and thank you, know, you. if you ever have relationship problems you should listen to wind down because we're just we'll get you right <laughs> on track start yeah I'll we'll well, as we found do. out we have the connect the jmu connection with my yeah. wife and michael so yeah. we've got a good reason to absolutely tune in. You're sweet, yeah. but come visit us in nashville and we'll see you soon. i can't wait yes Yay. bye guys awesome thanks bye Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's 
is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Okay, so excited because Antoine Tanner skills just sat down to wind down. Woo-hoo. What yeah. up, what up, what up? Hey, you. How you been? I've been marinating, you know what I'm saying, like good gumbo. How long you been married for? Um, we've been together since 98, so what's that, 20-something years. Wow. We've been married for 15. Oh, my goodness. And how many kids again? Four. Four kids. Two boys, two girls. What is the hardest thing uh, about marriage for you? Um, really, me and my wife are best friends, though, so uh. it's a little different. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just, like, bills. Bills, <laughs> finances, sure. And the kids just trying to keep, you know, once the kids get older, it's just trying to appease everybody when they start going in their own directions on what they want to do. It's just, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You you go through the phases. How do your kids, with having older kids and them seeing what you've done in your profession and everything, how is that now? Because I feel we only experienced little kids, so they don't really understand the concept yet. So how is it with your older kids understanding what you've been able to achieve and seeing you on, you know, the big screen and stuff? Well, you know what? All of my kids, none of them are in, like, the entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's like they never really, like, you know, they, they watch it. Like, they go, I remember, never forget I had a movie come out. My son went to the premiere, 
and he was sitting on my lap, and he was like, "Man, how long is this movie gonna be? Like, <laughs> when is it over? Like, like I see you every day, Dad. I yeah, don't they, they, they don't care. It's just like you know, you, you're just Dad. Right? <laughs> like, they don't care. Like, I got a game at six. You gonna be there? What, what time? Do you you know, come? Can you drop my friend off? Like, you know, sentence like that. It's like. It's totally different. That's funny. When they're not like entertainment kids. You right. know what I'm saying? They just kind of, everybody's like doing their own thing. You kind of miss those days when they're like, it, like you guys as kids are like, like I said, it's the fun time because they're like under your neck and you get to do little stuff with them. And then, you know, when they get like 13, 14, they don't want nothing to do with you. They'd be like, oh, can I spend a night at my friend's house? Yeah, I'm probably not coming home for like two months. Like, you know, like they don't want to be bothered with you. <laughs> And then you feel butthurt. <laughs> right. So you'd be like, oh, well, you don't come see me. And then when they get older, then they want to come back. So it's like, it's a transition period. Oh, it's so fun. I can't wait. <laughs> um, so obviously you were, you know, you were the OG. So you were there from day one yeah. with Tree Hill. Um, is that something where it's just like, like how, how awesome of feeling is has that been? Just knowing that like, you've you've been on so many like you weren't on all the seasons and you were there from day one and that you know the tree hill fans are this amazing and have you know been there this entire time it's crazy because um i think with like hulu netflix and all the different channels we get new fans like yeah every year because they go on and they binge watch it and it's, it's kids that i've met recently that's like oh my god i love you and they're like 16 and then i do the math and it was like you weren't even born when the show was on the on the air. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it was off the air when you was like three. So what do you know about it? And they'd be like, Oh my God, you have kids and da, 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 da. It's like I had kids before they had kids. Like it's like really weird, but it's cool. It, it, I mean, because if you look at it, a lot of people they always say, you know, certain shows you get the you know, they, they all look at the residual payments mm -hmm. from it. You know, like if you do any shows, the residuals always go down. Mm -hmm. With this show, it hasn't gone down because of the conventions and stuff like that. So this is actually the residual because mm -hmm. they it's like the fans, like they outpour for this stuff. And it, it so is so crazy. crazy. I know. It's like every time at a show, it's like one tree healers. It's like, ah, like they're the loudest in the yeah. room. Yeah, they, they support it. So it's. It, it trips me out because I've been on other shows that's been off the air and, you know, you can see somebody and be like, oh, yeah, you was on the show. Cool. But they don't want to take a picture. Right. Winter Hill fans be like, uh-uh, I need my picture. I yeah. need you sign this. It's like so inspirational. Yeah. And then here's the the, the, um, the DVD cover I've been carrying around. Like, yeah, you sign this, please. But yeah, the, the, the only difference is with this show, it has so many different lessons, like life lessons. Mm -hmm. What have you taken away from those life lessons? I mean, just like like the school shootings, like we did stuff that happened before it happened, like right. you know what I'm saying, or when it was like it wasn't just like a a current event type thing. It just was those were just the stories. That's just what kids were going through, and a lot of those kids, like I, I see them right on there. Oh my god, like you changed my life, the way you overcame this and the way you overcame that, and you're just like, damn, that was a character, right? But for some people, they really they really grasped that and they grew from that. And it just, you know, so at a certain point, it kind of felt like you like, damn, that's, that's dope. And for me, I never even really watched the show that much. I probably seen seven or eight episodes. Mm -hmm. I just never really watched myself. There's a lot of stuff that's out. I never really watch. I go to work and I go to the next project, but you know, but for them, they take, they take it. And I get it because I watch, you know, like I like the walking dead and mm -hmm. I like certain shows that I watch. And I was like, Oh man, was, that was good. That was, so I can understand that the passion for it. For sure. It's just, you know, when you watch it, you don't take 
the same thing away from it. You know what I'm saying? Do you guys go ahead? You go ahead, baby. Do you guys ever like being on a show like this? And you know, Antoine, you're there from day one. Janet, you're there the last three seasons. But being on such an impactful show. Is there any negative to that? Is there anything that you're like going into the rest of your career after being on something like this that you feel like you're only looked at as skills? You're only looked at as Alex Dupre, where it's like sometimes you want to be considered for other things that you've done or that you want to do. Yeah, that's true. Because like it's like some shows that I'd be wanting to go up for, you know what I'm saying? But then they'd be like, um, he's not that type. And a lot of times they just won't give you the chance to even go in. And then you'll go in and be like, I'll be like, oh, well, we didn't know he had that much range. And that's just because that was your particular character on the show. And that's right. just how they wrote your character to stay in this lane. Right. Because you weren't, you know, like my character on the show was all comedy. You know, I really never had that many serious moments. I never mm-hmm. really had no conflict love life like crazy love life it was all comical stuff mm-hmm. you know because everybody else has so much drama you know somebody had to make somebody laugh Every, <laughs> right. you know everybody else you're gonna cry you, know what right. I'm you get killed or you cry and then here comes skills oh, everybody laugh ha, 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 ha. so sometimes when i go up for like certain serious roles then they like well i don't know and they don't they don't see me but i've always been able to do both mm-hmm. with, with no problem unless they can like go back to look at your body of work which a lot of the new casting directors and stuff like that they don't go back and look at at what you do a lot of the stuff now is not talent based i don't think i mm-hmm. think it's more popularity based you know what i'm saying like like I, i've been to certain auditions where they like you know let, let's see how many and i was late to social media so like i'm behind everybody because it took me a while to get on social media right but i've seen them like well how many followers he got Really, I've seen people book roles just based on followers, and this other guy's just so much more talented than they are. But they've like, well, you know, he has an audience, and people's gonna watch. He could promote his like free promotion because mm-hmm. social media is free. So it's not like back in the day where you know, because I've been acting twenty four years. Crazy because when we were on the show, we didn't there wasn't we didn't have Instagram when we were on the show. Nope. No Twitter, which is no just nothing. so crazy to yeah. think about. Like we did not have Instagram. Mm-mm. You had to go in the room, you had to audition, yeah. and you had to beat the next person out. That's just what it was. It was mano a mano. And if you didn't beat them out, you didn't work. Right. That was And it. even just being on the show too. I mean, all the all the pictures that we didn't get because we didn't have social media, so we couldn't post it. You yeah. know, we weren't, we weren't taking we weren't busy nope. taking photos and posting them. You know, we were weird? living them. Yeah. This this is what's crazy. This is how you know that social media is like king right now. Because um myself, Hillary, Buckley, Daniel, we were all doing the Christmas movie, um, the Christmas contract. Yeah. And we weren't supposed to say anything. So Hillary came up with this idea, like, look, everybody just turn away, take a picture, and just say working on something with some new people. And then so but all of us took the picture where we all like just turned away, mm-hmm. each one of us, and we all posted it and let the fans figure it out. So they figured it out. Then Lifetime was like, you guys have to take that down. No one's supposed to know. Was that Daniel know. Lewis's project? Yeah. Yeah, like, Imans, no yeah. No one's supposed to know. Da, 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 da. We said, but we didn't say anything. Right. All we did was just took a picture and People said working on something new right. with some friends. But they didn't know which friends. Because like, if I took the picture, I was smiling, but everybody else in the back was turned away. And everybody took the exact same picture. Interesting. So, but it like blew up like overnight so when it was like like, yeah y'all gotta delete it so we all deleted it oh the next day like e everybody else started calling like we want to come in we want interviews so i was supposed to go back home and they made us stay because all this like you know 
all this different media was coming in to interview us. <laughs> you're you're welcome, Lifetime. Yeah, it was. <laughs> right. Then all of a sudden, they was like, okay, you guys can talk about right. it. Right, yeah, like, exactly. But that's just how, like, shows you how social media goes. Like, it's, it's way different now. Like mm-hmm. I said, just back in the day, you had to literally prepare for your audition and let me read, let me run lines with this person, let me get let me get in character, let me focus, and let me go in there now. And they just like, what's his Twitter look like? Huh? What's his Instagram? So silly. Yeah, so I know Tori doesn't want to ask it, but I'll ask it for her. Since you were Lucas's boy, do you think he ended up with the right girl at the end on the show? Who he end up with? Peyton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I'm serious. I like, like I watched it. like eight episodes. <laughs> But I mean, you know, you read the script, so you know, you acted. I in never it, so. read the script. I read what? my episode. I read my part. Oh my god! I and I would love film you. my part, and that would be it. I would be like, okay, cool, we off. I'm, man, I had I had stuff to do because you got to remember, I had kids. kids I yeah. had kids in California. Yeah. I, you know, I was living here, trying to make sure my marriage was doing it. I'm trying to make sure I'm dad. You know, you can't miss certain things. So I would just come in. I would like literally read this, do this, then I got to go home and help with homework. Then I got to, you know, like I would literally film for two days and jump on a plane. It was one time I never forget. I jumped on a plane at 6 a.m. to get back to L.A. at 10 to go to my son's um, violin. He played the violin to go to his recital at four. And then I was on a red eye to get back here to go to work at eight o'clock. I love it. That stuff. right? But I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? So what are you doing right now? Well, I've been working a lot. I did um, NCIS. I yeah. did Lucifer. Uh, Heck yeah, I did. I've been booking a lot of little shows here and there. And, um, That's you know, awesome. Well, everyone go follow Antoine on Instagram. Yeah. Get him up. Antoine well, Tanner 2214. <laughs> Antoine, Antoine Tanner, how, what is it? 2214. 2214. I couldn't use my name because my son is a junior. And so he used, when I, went, when I finally got on Instagram, I was like, why can't I use my name? And I think it was funny. I think you followed a fake page of mine or something oh, a probably. long time. And you yeah. was like, this is not, um, you have a fake page. And I was like, I don't even have a page. So I got on there later. <laughs> so like, well, welcome I'm to on Instagram. there now. We got you. <laughs> awesome. Um, thanks for coming on, babe. Oh, thanks, thanks, Antoine. Thanks for having me. Y'all be good. All right. So just to get a little um, One Tree Hill fan uh, catch up here. Kylie, how is it? How's the room? How's the energy up there? What's been going on? Well, the energy today was kind of crazy. I think it's like the mass amount of tree hillers today. And I was a little overwhelmed, not going to lie. I was just a little bit overwhelmed by how many people were in there. But I think that's like super awesome for you guys because these things keep happening if there's a lot of people. Who is the coolest person that you saw today? So this morning, Jana said roll out at 915. And for some reason, I didn't hear that. And so it was 910 and my hair was wet and I had no makeup on. And I was like, all right, cool. It's fine. We'll have time in the car. And then we walk into the lobby and there stands Chad Michael Murray, James Lafferty, Hillary. And I was like, James Lafferty. Wow. And I just like looked back at Jana and I was like, I cannot right now. And then we got in the car and she was like, how excited are you? And I was like, I'm kind of a little bit disappointed because I looked like the way I'm beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But like, honestly, (laughs) like (laughs) there's a standard. So, I mean, but then I got to play with their kids and stuff like that now yeah, now, so you're in, you're, now you're nanny to the stars yeah now you're inside playing with chad's kids <laughs> at kylie and, and, and jolie yeah <laughs> if i anyone, babysit too <laughs> oh 
Oh my God. I babysit. I, I just like extra money. I'm just, I'm a hustler like you, Jana. I, I, I appreciate it. I like it. Um, Jana's my priority. Any, that anyone nice that you day. talk to that you just, um, have a newfound love for. Yeah. You No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alex. Um, no, Hillary Payton is just as genuinely nice in person as she is on the show. And like, she doesn't have her kids here this weekend, but she was like sitting down with the kids playing and just like sharing a French fries, letting them stomp all over them. And so the Peyton that I loved and dreamed of as a, um, as a teenager is the exact Peyton that she is in real life. So that's awesome. Well, thanks for the insight, Kylie. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander heritage month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to Kova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. 
Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. I am so excited right now because I see Stephen Coletti and I'm really hoping he's going to come over here because Alex inside of me is just... Yearning Fan. for some. I'm yearning for some Chalix, Chase and Alex action. Did you guys have? Was that y'all's name? I don't remember what they called us. I believe it was. What was his character's name? It Chase, and I was Alex, so I believe it was Chalix. But I'm not really sure. Oh, oh there he is! Oh my God, it's Stephen Coletti. Will you come on? Uh, are we hot mic? Hot mic. Oh yeah. There's right. your there's your um headphones right there. Everyone, welcome to Wind Down. It's been long awaited. Stephen I am so excited. It is good to be here. So I think do you since this just... podcast started, everyone's been waiting for Stephen to get on. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Well, there... How many times did you guys make out or kiss <laughs> in the show? Um, uh, all right. Quite a just point. in the show? Yeah, just <laughs> Okay. Just in the show. Just on record. <laughs> Um, that was, uh, man, probably a solid like seventy three. Probably, yeah. yeah. And a but few, who's counting? A yeah, few, you know. I but I didn't, you know, remember the exact number or anything. No, no, uh, seventy three. Too much to remember. I get and it. Then, and then if we're t- in totality, seventy four. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so awkward right now. I love it. So, do you want to tell Stephen what? Because he had never watched. He had no idea about who who Alex was. Like, do you want to tell? You know what you kind of said last night. Oh, yeah. I watched the first couple of episodes Jana was in. As I was like, okay, coming in into this environment, I should know a little bit Doing about. Doing research. Right. Of course. And I look over at her on the plane as I'm watching. I'm like, you're the worst. I'm like, Alex Dupree sucks. I'm like, how do people like you? Okay, and so this is the perfect setup for, for the question I get the most about about Chase and, oh, and, really? and Alex. And, and it's like, all right, is it Mia, who Kate Vogel, another character on the show, she played Mia. Uh-huh. And, and Chase dated her and dated Alex. And they ask, who would you pick? And, and, and who do you think Chase should end up with? Mm. And, and I always say Mia. I know you do. And, and it I'm, really makes me mad. I was going to bring like, that yeah. up. I'm like, but she, Alex is a bit of a nightmare. And I was like, what? no, if you don't do not date yeah. actresses, steer clear. There should only be one headshot in a relationship. All right. Can't have but two. But we had so much it's fun filming. Kind of, I take it, yeah, I take we, it very personal when you when you keep saying Mia. Okay. You but know, it's a character. I, want, I do. I, for Chase, <laughs> it's, it's important. Because I'm like, what about Alex? Alex really had a turnaround, man. Yeah, because he was just I, like Mike was like, "Are do you get likable?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I get a boyfriend." And yeah, but like, could he trust that though? I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you no, know what? I'm. You are serious. not the first to say that, and then also just steamroll my heart. All right, and every time I get up, I dust myself off, and I say, "Okay, let's do this again," and I get my heart broken. No, again. but you didn't. Like, all I wanted was someone to be. Wait, there. Wait, are we talking about real life or no, our characters we're right now? About our characters. I just got lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about our characters like Alex wanted to like she wanted that commitment and you didn't really give it to her. Uh, she wanted I know, to know but that you were that broken you trust were is one. broken trust. You know, I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, that's debatable. What did I do? Oh, my gosh. See, they just conveniently forget, don't they? Alex, I didn't cheat on you. Unbelievable. 
Did I? Mm. We'll see. We'll see. What? Yeah, we'll, we'll, so we'll have to bring it up and call you out. Alex, how dare you? All I'm, all I'm saying is, is I really wanted to be with Chase and... Oh. You know, it breaks my heart a little bit that he he chose the safe option. He chooses the safe option. Is that why you kill yourself? I didn't kill myself. Gosh. (laughs) Spoiler (laughs) alert. (laughs) People who are listening have seen the show. Uh, I didn't. No. I think. No. Here's the thing. That was over Julian. All right. So he is. In all seriousness, you you were too big for Chase. Mm. Mm -hmm. Chase You you belonged with like. You're gonna go off so and, and, and marry. Said, it just really triggers my heart a little bit. Oh wow! You would you were going off to marry Tim <laughs> McGraw or something like that. You were you were gonna go find your country star. Chase is just. But I wanted Chase you. I wanted Chase. You, you I was think, chasing you Chase. Think you did. No, but, but I knew. You just I did. like the I, chase of no, chasing Chase. No, it's not true but at once all. Once you got him, you just didn't care anymore. That's not true at all. I had I went off to do my music, and he's like, "I'm gonna go be, you know, go fly planes." Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it was just and yeah, I went off. Be a superstar. And but I was waiting for you. I waited for you, and she's still out there somewhere, just waiting in in the wings. Poor Alex. <laughs> Everyone feel bad for Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun though, right? We did. We did. I I always said I think my my most fun was uh was shooting with you. We had mm. a good time. Yeah, yeah. It was always a blast on set. And those days seemed like the easiest. Yeah, we know? were always laughing and yeah. just having a good time and yeah. We, we would just come just skipping on a set and then, you know, I'd probably go chase butterflies and you would have to snap and get me well, focused and even, lock me in and be like, hey, Steven, Steven, let's go. Well, that's seriously what was happening upstairs too because when we were taking photos together, he kept like, I'm like, Steven, I'm like, oh, this is like flashbacks to when we were filming. <laughs> so like, now I know I'm not the first one where you got to be like, real back yeah, here, yeah, let's yeah. go, Mike, we're working here. Oh, okay. I Tori, I know you're losing your mind right now. Do you want to ask? Oh. Yeah, well, um, Laguna Beach was my mm. first reality tv show that i used to have to sneak from my parents i think it was a lot of people's first well yeah i think TV it was shows. like technically the first yeah first reality tv uh, uh, there was there was many there, there were many many more before because okay. i was like i remember going into mtv see I, there was um, for our generation i think yeah there was the osborne yeah. show there was the nick and, and jessica show because i remember yeah. a big Definitely crush on jessica simpson back in the, the day yeah. yeah but I, I would sneak it because all my older siblings would watch it, and I'd be like washing dishes, like trying to watch. My mom would be like, "Nope, you're not allowed to watch it." And so you guys were a little scandalous for me at that age, but um, yeah. it was the best thing ever. M- M- UNLC M- still healing over uh, it. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> man, that was half my lifetime ago. Now I'm 34 years old, and I was 17 when I started you're doing 34? that. You're 34. Yeah, I'm. Wow. Old as. F- What's wrong with 34? Well, no, because I just remember you being so much younger than me. But it, at the time, I think you were. What, what was that 10 years ago so at the time that was a lot we were 24 and at the time i was like i'm 26 years old i'm i felt older than him first i That's felt like even Jan older. and i are three years apart i'm about to be 33 and there's such 36, a difference though between a 24 like, and 26 we're different year old, generations i'm like whoa <laughs> How do you feel about 25? okay Jana, we're really reaching there <laughs> no, right. i'm just saying i think there's i think you know there's something to be said about a 24 year old guy versus a 26 7 year old girl yeah with immaturity uh, maybe. i would say so. okay Ish. yeah 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 because yeah. i think that's double at that point it, yeah in those years definitely. in those years it just seems younger i feel like where a, a girl is around like 26 27 a guy gets to around like 30 30 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so okay. i was a little okay, ways behind you. but if you start calling him a millennial or something then, then no, that's, that's, no that's, i'm yes. technically a millennial yeah so are you sure no, no, you're pretty old <laughs> yes i like i mean take him home so jason mike schmike <laughs> think with our powers combined we can handle alex so i know that you said especially with makeout <clears throat> scenes and stuff you've mm-hmm. always asked me is it you know is it weird 
for the girl. And I always say, because I've never actually asked another guy, um, but like for, for me, I'm like, it's it's not, you don't really feel anything because there's a camera people everywhere and there's, a, you know, the director and it's just so many people watching that it's not like an intimate thing. That's what I've always like kind of told him. Yeah, it's you not know? really. There's there's nothing there's no, really there's sexy no feelings. about it. I mean, it's it's not romantic. No, it's, yeah. yeah. So you feel the same way because I even remember like one of the bed scenes that we did, we were like on top of each other, and then it's like cut, and then we roll off, and we're like, so what do you eat for lunch today? <laughs> <laughs> we're like picking like crap out of our teeth, and like so. I don't know, just I'm just trying to comfort you. And oh, I I've been fine. All I've had to experience is homework and lifetime kisses oh yeah. so it's again it's until you get that showtime series or something and i'm like oh yeah 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 <laughs> i'm gonna stay home for this one so i'll ask rapid fire laguna beach questions oh boy did you really live in laguna beach yes um how did you get sought out um they my name came up in some stories uh i think between the girls Ooh, uh, which they, girl? They, they they got they were talking to Kristen and her group of friends and lauren and her group of friends who and, were you so. friends with first Kristen or Lauren? Kristen didn't come to Laguna Beach until we were freshmen in high school. And I had known Lauren since I was six years old. Oh, wow. So you guys really were childhood friends. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Are you guys still friends? Yeah. That's cool. That oh, was yeah. very not... What? Yeah. No. He, he, that, no was he, yeah, yeah. that was that genuine. That was genuine. That was, mm-hmm. that was genuine. I mean, yeah. And we just sent a video oh, yeah. to Kristen together. Oh, we did. Yeah. Because we're both still friends with Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I'm sorry. I wish I had more drama for you. But we no, actually. That's fine. I just like getting to know we, it. We matured a little bit from, from 17 years old and, and what was occurring on, on, on that show back then. So did you actually work at a. Wasn't it a surf shop? I did. Laguna, Laguna Beach Surf and Sport. Was that it? Yeah. That's right. This makes me sound like I'm a stalker, LSNS. but I really did just have to watch the whole season because we had a podcast based off the Hills reboot. And okay. so I had to rewatch everything hmm. entering into that. So that's why everything is actually pretty fresh in my brain, which I'm actually really appreciative of <laughs> that. I remember you worked at a surf shop. Um, did you ever reconsider going on the reboot uh, or consider the thought? Um, well, yeah, MTV is, has asked me, but uh, yeah. Still I, a no. I, I, uh, I think that first season of Laguna Beach was, was enough reality television for a couple lifetimes. And I did the second season a little bit. So I'm, Didn't I'm you good. go on the hills for a bit? I did one episode. I did one episode of The Hills. Um, they, you know, they've asked me a bunch over the years, and, and I was, you know, obviously getting into scripted stuff. And so there was a an opportunity where, once they realized I was, I was obviously more concerned about doing scripted. They they paired a development deal, like which is something they call in the industry where you can get six months to a year where a company, say, you know, or a network will lock you in exclusively to just do scripted oh, stuff yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah. So um, they did that, and I was bringing them all these different projects, and of course they were just like, oh, no, we're good, we're good. It was right when MTV was getting into scripted. But what I later figured out is I'm pretty sure they didn't care about the development deal with oh, me. I'm they sorry, were just babe. willing to do, say, oh, hey, we're going to give you this as well, and come mm. do The Hills. And so mm. we did one episode. Um, but, you know, it's fine. If there's one movie you could do, one character, one movie, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. We just played this game last time, and I, I mine was like a Pride and Prejudice, kind of Kira what Knightley. Kind of, what genre? What kind what of kind genre? Of yeah. Well, I Mike mean, wanted to be a superhero. No. That was easy. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> it is a loaded question, but I was just um, I, I was just watching a um, uh, some sort of preview on Maverick, and Miles Teller was talking about oh, you know yeah. working at oh. Top Gun and just working with Tom Cruise and how they're, uh, the whole lead up to shooting the movie and shooting the movie. And I think like as a 34-year-old guy or any any guy that's between the age of like 30 and and 60 i think being in top gun or seeing that movie was is somewhere that's like close to their heart so Mm -hmm. i I just right now i mean 
that would be something that would be awesome. I could see you um, in that too. I was like, yeah, mission like, well, thousand percent. Yeah, and then you would chase. Obviously, I played. You know, my character was in the Air Force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's something that you know Mark Schwann kind of caught wind that I said. Always said like Plan C was to be in the military, and my, oh, wow. my grandpa was in the military, and so I think he once he caught wind of that, it was implemented in the show. That's so cool. Yeah. Is that any regrets not going into that, or maybe no? No, no we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so plan A and B are fine. You oh know? yay! Yeah. Here's James. <laughs> yay! Oh, <laughs> so excited because James Lafferty is also on the wind up podcast. Do you know how long I've like wanted both of you guys on? We're happy to be for here. a while. It's overdue. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. And, and you came on. You you helped us with our campaign when we were doing the uh, campaign for you. Yeah, for everyone's everyone doing, doing great. great. Can you? We just like whose idea was that? Who started it off? Started with James. I, uh, yeah, I had the initial idea, but um, really quickly, I, I brought it to Stephen, I think probably the day after it just sort of entered my head because um, I just wanted to make sure that we could both sort of bring ourselves to the thing because sure. it's, it's rooted in it's rooted in our reality kind of. Um, and so we both developed those um, the characters and then the story from from that point on. So, yeah. And then you guys did a full episode. Where where did the actual episodes air? Was it on? Because we did the, I remember we went to your house and we got the money for, you know, to help um, raise money for, mm-hmm. for filming. For the season, yeah. Yeah. Where did you guys put that out? So that was for so the, just doing the, the campaign in the beginning. Uh-huh. And that was about, that was a, a year, almost, it was a year and a half ago now. And so then uh, once we got all the, the money to shoot the show, we started shooting at the end of uh, 2018. And then we were cutting it, and we work with a small team. James and I are the editors on the thing, and so we we've been editing all of 2019, uh, and then you know trying to get out there and find like a home for it, and then also just working on um, some of our final stages of post production, just getting all the music in there. We're actually working with Michael Grubbs, who's doing the score for us, him and his partner from uh, some. Uh, cheap synths yep. is something he's working on now. Um, so, anyways, any of the fans like where can the fans watch it right now? And it's not out yet. So, okay. we have that's what we're doing is putting the finishing touches on the first season, which is going to be eight episodes. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. So that's why it's taken so long because sure. when you normally would have you know a, a team of editors rotating in, like you know f- sharing the episodes, it's just us two working on the whole thing. Um, so basically, we're we're aiming to have the show released um, April or May. And wow. we don't have, um, we don't have like, we think we've narrowed down some options where I, we're, I think we're going to release it to, to be rented or to be bought mm-hmm. um, at first and then hopefully a subscription service later. But um, we're still sort of deciding which platform it's going to be on. And what's the concept, just like the quick elevator pitch of the show, like so our listeners have an idea of what to look out for? You're on. <laughs> <laughs> Salesman Galetti, go. Uh, ba- basically, I mean, you're, you're going to meet two guys that are uh, in their 30s. It's like five, six years after they were huge, like, teen heartthrobs. They're on a vampire show. It's kind of like Vampire Diaries or, mm-hmm. or Teen Wolf or something like that, and they're the biggest stars. And, and you're seeing them uh, years later having to kind of, well, just where they're at in their real lives. And, and, and after, you know, having a lot of things come easy to them young, when they're younger, uh, they're kind of realizing it. That, that you know it, it's not as life's not as easy as they might have thought and, and you're seeing them go through their struggles they're at a, at a crossroads and so they're kind of leaning on each other when they shouldn't be because uh, they both have a lot of to work out 
And so you're seeing them in their trials and tribulations and, and kind of how they're reacting to their reality. And you're kind of playing with this perception versus reality as far as people that are seen as like, you know, big stars, very successful, but when they're at home and they're by themselves, mm-hmm. what that looks like, what's more down earth, kind of grounded in real life, uh, what these people are going through. And most importantly, you're laughing at them because it's a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and have you guys been able to pull from your experience, I'm assuming a little bit, being you know Absolutely. guys that have been young heartthrobs in your careers oh, yeah. to be like, okay, this is something happened to me how can we kind of make a spoof of this or make it funny and entertaining? Yeah, that's what brought us to the idea was we, um, you know, after One Tree Hill, I think you think um, that you, you, you think that it's going to be an, an easy ride. You know, you're going to get your next acting gig um, right away and mm-hmm. it's all going to be um, sort of downhill from there. And for, for, I mean, for us, it was sort of the opposite. You know, we had, we sort of faced like, a lot of adversity in terms of getting that next job. Why do you think that but is? Cause I, I don't, I don't get that. I, it's, uh, you know, I think it, it's probably a combination of things. I think there, there is a little bit of, you know, people don't necessarily like when somebody starts their own show, they really want it to be their own concept, right? They want to build their own world and they want to build it fresh. And I think when you played a character on a show for so long, you may be too deeply rooted in that, you know, in that image for them to be able to see you in their thing. Also, a lot of it might just, I mean, for me personally, it was how prepared I was for to take that next step. And I wasn't yeah. very prepared. I was going in there and the auditioning working, world is yeah. a whole yeah. other beast than acting yeah. on set. And, yeah. and you have to go through that. You have to master that to, to get the opportunity to jump on set and, and make film and, and television. And so that's, you know, a, a culture shock in a way coming back after for eight sure. months in a row, you're shooting a show and then you're dropped into LA yeah. and you can walk into that first room and be like, right, I'm good. You know, I'm coming off the show. And then just the littlest thing can, can, you know, you could, who you're reading with, like you mm-hmm. might be reading with your, your wife and it's like some dude that's just, you know, reading off a page in front of you and it just kind of trips you up. You're not used to it. And all of a sudden you fall on your face and then yeah. you walk out of there and that yeah. confidence meter just like drops and, you and it keeps that. dropping because yeah. you're like, Oh God. Yeah. So I, can I ask a question for you guys though, too, on, on that just real sidebar with the auditioning? Um, I have a, I feel like a lot of things have obviously moved to on tape. I don't, I've never won like on tape. I'm terrible on tape. I feel like being in the room is like the only way that I've been able to actually work and cause I'm, I'm nice and I'm friendly and I'm, I'm chatty. So it's like, I feel like that's where people see my personality and on tape, it, it doesn't. So, I mean, do you guys go on tape a lot? And like, what's the biggest tip for winning on a tape? Because I think that's where I struggle like the worst. Hmm. I feel like, I mean, for me going on tape, it affords you the opportunity to, to work many times through something with somebody, hopefully sure. who's a patient yeah. reader, um, as, as I've put James through and, and, We've got Rob Buckley Well, and Mike's here. always, I'm a, I always feel bad. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm like, do you, have to, do you have to pee or I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I find myself giving Janet tips. I've never acted a day in my life. I'm like, honey, what do you need to do right here to make it believe? <laughs> you become a director. Like, yeah, just read the fucking so, line. So I, I, I think that, that that's good, even though, yeah, you can work yourself into a frenzy and probably those first couple takes are going to be the best ones. But you're right. There is something to be said about walking into the room, carrying that character kind of in the room, having an engagement with the people, and then also having them give you direction right away. And then on that second take, you can turn and take. It. And if they yeah. see you take that direction, then that's going to be good for the process. Like, oh, we can work with this person. So there's pros and cons, you know. Rob, um, you got anything? Rob, welcome, Rob Buckley, part two, part by the way. Two. Part two. First of all, Rob Buckley sitting I mean, here shirtless, I, by the way. Easton, can I borrow your headphones, Rob, dude? Can I borrow your cans? Rob, put a shirt on. I'm over here quiet. I feel like the fourth Jonas brother. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the last guy in the world you're supposed to borrow the headphones from? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, probably, probably Rob just took so. the I headphones just, from our sound guy. <laughs> 
That, that was the, that was the most diva actor thing ever. <laughs> can I can I borrow the cameraman's glasses? Because it's about me. Uh, I've never booked a job off a of self tape. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I just feel like I do better in the room, and, and, and uh, I haven't done it off tape yet. I, I think either. it's great. It's there's a luxury in knowing I don't have to be on. If it takes me 30 takes, that's fine, mm-hmm. um, which can also bleed into like a seven-hour taping, you know. But I, there's something to be said for I like the finality of a deadline, you know, yeah. so I just go in the room. And, and also it's kind of the same thing. Like personality does help you get the job sometimes. Sure. So if you go in and you're warm or you just kind of riff with them and you hit it off. Yeah, you know, I know. I just felt like everything when I was living in L.A., it was just like just put on tape. And it's just, I don't know, becomes frustrating. And then when you do get the opportunity to get in the room, I, I just get so nervous. I'm just terrible at auditioning. This, I hate it. This pilot season, I hadn't auditioned in a while. Like my first one, out when I went out for, I way over. Like I didn't just prepare myself for like be calm, be cool. Instead, I came in and was like super anxious and excited, and like my people pleasing came out. So there was like half a second of silence. It's like me and eight people, and they just all were looking at me, and I was like, "So what's up? Great script. Do you guys like avocado toast?" <laughs> <laughs> like four things came out. And I, I, I caught myself. I was like, what are you doing? You <laughs> shut your mouth. Yes. So, yeah, the nerves are real. Like, I, I, like the takeaway from the audition, it wasn't even about the performance. It was like, dude, dial it in. Like, yeah. walk in, do your job, thank them for their time. But, like, you know, I was nervous. And I, I, have, a, I have a horror story. I've, I've, I've spoken about this a couple times, but there was one audition. I'm so excited. Um, I think it was... It was uh, show doesn't matter. Actually, I wish I remembered the show so I can call him out right now. But it was um, uh, something I was excited about, you know. And, and I showed up, and I'm, I'm waiting next up. So they moved me in a room closer to the room that you're going into next. And then the guy comes out, and then I hear inside the room like, "Oh, who do we got? Who do we got next?" And they're like, "Uh, we got Stephen Coletti. Uh, Stephen Coletti worked for uh, One Tree Hill." And then they go, "Oh, another one of those One Tree Hill whores, huh?" <gasps> what? Right wow. before I'm about to walk in the room. Wow. Talk and about I was like, wow. all right, what do I do here? I wanted to walk in there and, and just say something and turn around and walk out. But I, I went in and, and did my job and left. And it's kind of like, I've been kicking myself ever since. Like, I should have said something and Absolutely. just been like, you know what? Yeah. you. I'm out of here. Yeah. But, you know, we were professional. So my, uh, my wife, Jenny, she kept a acting journal of every audition she went on. And so she she dug it up recently and she was like, oh my God, I went out for the pilot of One Tree Hill. I was like, no way. And she's like, I it might be in my journal. And no sh- She digs up her journal and she's like, yeah, I think she I think she read for like Joys. And then they were oh, like, wow. no, I think it, it wasn't called uh, her character's name at the time. And then and Soph's character wasn't Brooke yet. But it was like, they're like, I think we should come back to be a cheerleader. But basically like, in the shuffle of her being the casting office, she overheard the casting director talking on the phone, I'm, I'm presuming to an agent. Jenny wrote down the quote, and it was basically, um, look, I'm not looking for Meryl Streep. This is a CW show. They just need to be able to chew gum and walk at the same time. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. I love every part of what's going oh on right now. It was. I was like, oh my God. That was the casting director of our, the original cast director of our show, a woman, whoever it was. That was what she said. She was like, I don't need Meryl Streep. I just need someone who can chew gum and walk. Well, now I know why I got the part. <laughs> James, I'm no. I've always been are, able to do those two things. And Nathan did really it so well. well. Yeah, you, you did, did it so did well. did it great. I, I want to ask another question about everyone's doing great. Um, 
what what platform do you guys want it to be on? Like, if it was you have your dream, is it Hulu, Netflix? Like, do you want to? What do you want to? Considering we have Facebook episodes lot? ranging from twenty four minutes to thirty seven minutes, uh, it, it would not fit on traditional TV. So I think we we we've always kind of had the idea it would go on a streaming service. I think something like Hulu or Netflix would would be ideal, or Amazon, yeah, of course, would be great. Yeah. And then regardless of, like, let's just say, I, I believe a Hulu or Netflix, absolutely, but will you put it out somewhere else? Like, what other streaming service could you do just to get it, just to get the fans excited to watch it? Because you two are gold together. So I don't, oh, I you. think thank if you. it's out there, then people are going to, a, a network's going to then obviously open their eyes and be mm-hmm. like, wow, we're a streaming service. Yeah. Well, what we're kind of doing right now is courting like the independent film uh, distribution model where you can sort of put something out like DIY distribution for rental um, or have people buy it. And then, you know, if it does well through, through sort of, you know, that way of distribution, then you can then have, uh, you know, a streaming service come to you to license it for their subscription service. Um, you know, get another we, season, hopefully. Yeah, we kind of produced this thing knowing that like independent television was something that might not be hitting quite yet. Like it, it may be as big as independent film is someday, but it really isn't quite there yet. So the we went about it in an experimental way, and you know it may come down to us having to distribute it in sort of an experimental way, um, and you know hopefully get that licensing deal. But you know a sort of rental or you know buying option first. Um, that's that might be what we're presented with. Yeah. Follow up question um, on ED. <laughs> oh, uh, this, know this one. This one kind of comes, I think, both from. Jim Didn't you act in it? Uh, no, that's actually, it's funny because this is what my question's about. Because I was really <laughs> upset because I, cause I right. thought I, because I was just like, I had like kind of been like, eh, I'd love to be in it, never got a call. Yeah. So, so on behalf of Jan and I, I guess my question is, um, where do you get off not hiring either of us? <laughs> the fact that you asked for 25000 an episode, knowing very well that we raised money on Indiegogo, you said, well, this is my I quote, you either get free. me or you don't. I mean, that's that's where this conversation stopped. Yeah. Do you know how many dozen of fans I would bring to your show? <laughs> you blew it. You dummies. Rob Buckley just coming in sour. Uh, I'm hoping for a season two. I'm like trying to like, I'm like, hey, I know a producer that could uh, maybe get your show on a streaming service. And yeah, then see, I'm like, Jan is playing I'm already, this right. I'm already trying to play. I was like, I'd like producer credit and an uh, actor in it. So I'm already like, <laughs> yep. I've already had side conversations with Steven. Like, I'm on a hustle mm-hmm. to get on this. Everyone's doing great. Oh, see, I've, I've been just way less adept at it. I'm just like, you know what you should have in this is another white guy who's like decent at comedy, but not really that good. <laughs> Your, your, your plan is better. <laughs> uh, wait, what was the profound thing you wanted to say? I have for part two. I, well, for I, part have, three. I have, okay, I have three things. Okay. okay yeah. The first one, this is just, this is some wisdom or a secret, whatever you want to call it. Okay. This is a little <laughs> wow. gift for me to your listeners. Okay. The first one is okay. moisturize your neck. What? <laughs> this is something people aren't going to tell you. Cosmo's not going to tell you this, okay? People say moisturize your face. That's great. But you know what happens? You don't moisturize your neck, and then you're 50 with a 70-year-old neck. Wow. So, guys, don't stop at the chin. Take it all the way down to the collarbone. Yeah, ladies, <laughs> get your chest, too. Down to the collarbone. Take it down to the collarbone. Yeah, no, you're actually right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second one, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to give you the third. I'm not going to give you the third, James, so stop asking. The second one is... The secret ingredient is always butter. 
true. Because when I make mac and cheese for the kids and I don't put the but the two tablespoons of butter in, it's just doesn't taste as good. It's watery. Mm-hmm. The consistency isn't there. Yeah, when you, you were talking to, about for food, right? Always. Okay. When you go to the restaurant and you're like, why is this chicken piccata so much better than mine? Well, there's a half stick of butter more in theirs. <laughs> That's why you dumb dumb. Please tell me the third one because I will not be able no, to sleep. No. Why? Invite me back on your podcast. Oh, my <laughs> God. You've already been on twice in the last hour. Have you ever had a guest come on three times in one day? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and congrats to me. Listen, listen, for what I'm lacking in appearances on Everyone's Doing Great, I'm making up for in appearances on your podcast. I've never had I, someone show up twice, so you're already breaking records here. Hell yeah, yes. no, you're amazing. Where can everyone um, follow, like... Um, everyone is doing uh, great on Instagram mm-hmm. is definitely a good one. Okay. And, yeah. And then... Yeah, that's probably the main one. I mean, mm-hmm. you can... We have a page on Facebook um, at EDG TV show on Twitter. Okay, follow we, the guys because yeah. they're they're... You know, it's a great show. I already know it is because they're, they're they're awesome. So oh, we should probably show it to you. Man. <laughs> yeah. No, no, preview. come on. I well, I saw a little bit of the preview from yeah. um from Facebook that one time. No, and we should say also like thanks again to you guys for um for helping us out. You know, through yeah. the campaign it's and about you know, fucking time. <laughs> I mean, it, it. I think being here at this convention, it's an appropriate time to like just say that you guys all the whole cast like really showed up for us and gave their time. And um, and our campaign was not doing that well up until those, you know, live watches that we did with you guys. And after that sort of run of live watches that we did, it was a whole different ballgame. It was like it made a it made us a, a failure of a campaign from a failure of a campaign into like, oh, my God, we can actually make this a success. So that's awesome. It's, it's like really, that. really cool. That's so awesome. for all those guys that uh, everyone is doing great, everyone is doing great. And uh, Rob Buckley, you can see probably next week on Wind Down. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow him. So uh, just tune in. Rob, I have yeah. a question. Tune in can for my bi-monthly about... segment. Uh, how long have you been married for? 16 years. <laughs> It'll be 16 years, uh, 14 years from April 11th. Wow. Yeah. But really, like, two It'll, years? It's, it'll be two years. Two years, yeah. April. Did you just do that math in your head? I did. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, like... Drop some toothpicks on the ground. I'll tell you how many it is. <laughs> What's 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 been the best part of marriage for y'all? Oh man, we we play and talk a lot. Yeah, we but we <laughs> we play a lot. Like it's it is just a lot of silliness. Like I feel like I have gotten uh, exponentially yeah. funnier. Mm. Yeah, so that that's definitely it. Like you know they say like oh marry your best friend, and to be honest with you, even going into marriage, I'm like no, I'm marrying a cool friend, but like. <laughs> That's all She's good. Right. I have best friends. It's okay. She doesn't need to be all yeah. that. And I was just thinking the other day, I'm like, nah, man, you don't mm-hmm. spend this much time with someone and not want to punch him in the throat. Like, this is my best friend. You never want to punch her in the throat? Well, like, occasion. <laughs> no. I mean, never in, in every just Like, it's but playing. That's what it is. Because sure. you know how it is. Like, there's tough, you know, like, there's hard times. There's all the times. But, like, if you can laugh, make, make each other laugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's the best. Yeah. Like we, I do dumb bits all the time and she, we have a bit where she like, she playfully smacks me in the face <laughs> and guys, hear me, favorite. please, please. <laughs> I'm not quivering. I'm not shaking. Please hear me when I say playfully smacks me in the face, but honest to God, like I love it. And so like, if I go away to work or something, it's been like four days and I haven't got slapped in the face a little bit. I'm like, I really, I really miss that playful slap. <laughs> Cause I kind of need someone to be like, shh, quiet. Shut up. That was dumb. 
Aw, wow, what a takeaway. I mean, we usually have like some kind of relationship takeaway um, on the show, so maybe that's it. Just slap a little. Oh, should we all finish here's, the slap? Here's another one, though. Here's <laughs> yeah. another one. This isn't one of my three secrets, but this is a good one. It, it's almost two and a half. Ready? Yeah. For those of you who aren't married yet, this is my tip. Find someone who looks good in sweatpants. Because yes. it has been my experience that marriage <laughs> is 85% sweatpants. <laughs> For real well, though, right guys? Well, no, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in yoga pants, sweatpants. I mean, I'm changing right before we leave for this flight into my yoga pants. So 95% of the time I'm in yoga pants. I wear and Michael, two what did you just say the other day? I wear two outfits every day. I was like, I asked Jen, I said, do you ever get tired of me wearing the same thing? And Jen was like, well, I wear the same thing. I was like, no, you wear the same kind of thing. I wear physically the same jacket <laughs> or the same sweatshirt or the same jeans or the same shoes every other day. Yeah. yeah. And he's, yeah. And you're always in like your athletic, like yeah, the same shorts. Yeah. Or at home, pants. I'm in the same sweatpants. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're guys, we're easy, but especially once you're married yeah. and you're not trying to impress anyone, you're like, nah, I got my gray shirt, my red shirt. <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine until next Christmas. Yeah, no specifics. Just purple drink. You know, yeah, that whole yeah. time, purple drink. Oh my god, I love that. Okay, good. It was a slaps and sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I like it. Well, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I love you guys. you guys. This has been. It's like summer camp reunion. This is so. probably going to be our best episode yet. Ever. And it's going to blow I'm everything so up. Excited. <laughs> okay, love you guys. Everyone's no, doing great. So Everyone's doing great. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.